Yo, yo, what's up? This is Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board, and I have a cool interview today with Mike Foster. If you don't know Mike Foster, Mike played in the NBA G League this season. He opted to skip college and turn professional. And in this episode, we talk about how that has helped him in one sense, but it may have hurt his draft stock. So again, this is my interview with Mike Foster, and we are live in Memphis, Tennessee. Before I get started with the interview, just wanted to thank each and every person that has made the NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. I I can't thank you enough. I really, really appreciate it. So, all right, without further ado, here is my interview with Mike Foster. Yo, yo, what up? It's Rafael, NBA Big Board. I have a special guest. I have Mike Foster. We are live. We're in Memphis, Tennessee, where Mike is working out with Penny Hardaway, Sheet Wallace, Bonzi Wells. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me, boss. All right, man, let's let's get right into it. You had one of the best high school careers out of everybody that's coming up in this draft class. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the draft boards, you see guys that you've outplayed on every level getting more love than you. I mean, personally, I haven't looked at no draft. The draft board, not yet. I don't really try to pay attention to that right now. So you just focus on... Focus. I mean, I hear it wants to be on ESPN, you know, this mm-hmm. the top 10 I got, they see, but it's really that I really look look at it. All right, so how's this draft process been for you? I mean, so far it's been good. I've been out in Vegas uh, for like what, a month and a half. Okay. Lost uh, about 12 pounds. They said they want to see me slim up, so. What, what were you doing to lose? Like, was it change your diet or was it just a different workout? Or actually, let me, let me ask you this question. Did you bulk up to play in the G League and now you're back at a more comfortable weight? Uh, I would say I bulked up for the G League. Uh, I mean, that was just my weight. A goal for when I was in Milwaukee was to see if I can reach, you know, 250. And, you know, that I hit that goal, and I've been there for a little minute. But once I got to the G League, and then, you know, they said I got a little fat. Uh, they wanted to see me slim down, so I had, you know, waited to, you know, offseason, put that work in. And then been a diet. I mean, I got a crew out there uh, at Impact. You know, mm-hmm. they give me meals. I eat, you know. Three meals a day, you know, plus protein. You know, I got vitamins and things like that. So okay, good little so, diet. what's a typical day like for you? So I, a lot of people always want to know in the NBA draft, like what are guys doing to prepare? Because to me, this is like the biggest job interview of your life, mm-hmm. right? It's millions of dollars on the table. What's a typical day like for you? Uh, wake up around like eight, get to the gym around like. Of course, I eat. Uh, you know, I got a plan. I mean, I got a. Uh, little note that I always have before the night. I've got to wake up, eat eggs, a little, just protein and, you know, some type of, you know, some type of little healthy, what's the name, like oatmeal, eggs, you know, pancakes, eggs. Uh, I get to the gym around like nine, you know, scratch. I get on the court, but I'm like, I mean, I work out in the weight room to like 9.30 to like 10.15. Mm-hmm. Then I'm on the court to like 10.15 to like 12 something. Then we leave out. I got a meal I eat, you know, the homie for the next workout. Uh, next work, I'll be like 2.30, come back there, come back, get some more shots up, uh, leave at the gym around like 5, 5.30, and then that's it. Full day. Full day. So, like, what is your focus? Like, you, you're so skilled. There's a lot of things that you, you do well, right? What is your focus, like, coming into this pre-draft process? For example, like, there are guys, it's a clear weakness. 
can't dribble, mm-hmm. can't shoot, need to work on this. But you do so many things well. Is there like a main focus for you? Uh, I mean, not really. Uh, I mean, me personally and the goal, I, well, Joe, Joe uh, Vigil for me, you know, also shoot the three. You know, the team's going to be a four or five, mm-hmm. scratch the floor. So I'll say like shooting, uh, but really I'm really working on everything, make sure my, my handle's tighter. Of course, my body looking different and shot looking good. I mean, and of course defense, you know, we got like drills. We do it our, we do a lot of the, not a lot, but we do a couple defensive drills, you know, make sure you know, we get everything down. So I like to ask questions that most people want to ask. All right, I'm the general manager of NBA team. No, I'm the owner of NBA team. Mm-hmm. Why you? Why, why me? Why why should I select you? Because I mean, I'm I can adapt to any little situation. You need me to go get ten rebounds, you know, guard the best player every night. I mean, I'm down for that. I do the best best ability that I can. Uh and I'm I ain't no crazy guy, you know, it's a lot of people in like Rashid, um he got a he got a good personality, but you know, it's a couple guys that went in there that's real crazy. I mean, I want him a laid back guy, one of them. Yeah, Rashid is Honestly, growing up, Rasheed was like my favorite favorite yeah. player. I used to wear the high top Air Force Ones. I didn't comb my nah. hair. I was, <laughs> and I mean, yeah. obviously, I'm not a big guy, but I, I used to just want to be a post player because mm-hmm. of Rasheed. So having this opportunity to watch him work out live was was big for me. How has it been for you to work out with someone like Rasheed, who's constantly yapping and talking, and he, he's bringing that energy? How how has that been for you? I mean, it's been good, even though I've been, uh, I've been coached by him in camps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's been good, like you just said, he bring a lot of energy, so he forced me to match his. He always bumping me, you know, push me, this and that, trying to, you know, make me put my energy up. So it's just nothing about just a, little, a, a, a matchup energy. Yeah, he spoke real highly of you. I, I interviewed him yesterday. He had great things to say about you. And I, I see Rashid as a guy, it's not like I know him, but I see Rashid as a guy that's no nonsense, and if he, if he rocks with you, he definitely rocks with yeah. you. And so I, I've noticed that that with you. What are some of the things that you picked up from from Sheed? I mean, he always tell me, you know, you got to be the, a big personality walking into the gym. Always be the loud guy. I mean, we're going to be the taller guys on the court, you know, maintain. going to be the biggest. You know, we got to be the backbone of the team. So he just say, just, just be a present. All right, so let's get back to the question about your your draft process. Is it possible? I mean, it's kind of weird to say you went from like the top player to like underrated man that's crazy <laughs> speak speak on that like it's, it's it's not something that happens often to where you know somebody has all of your accolades and all of your awards and you've outplayed guys and then now you're like underrated it's it's the politician you know i control my own narrative me and my circle and I don't think people really like that at the stage where we are now. Like, you know, Brian had that little thing where he announced the Miami thing and the leading like that. I just feel like they always, they wanted me to do what they wanted me to do. But Go to college route. Yeah, me and my team, my little circle that I had, like, we know what our what's name is. And it been it been well right now. Actually, great. Um, and they don't like that, you know. So, you know, they started coming up with bad narrative, mm-hmm. this and that. But if you know me, you know me. You If you read a article that's you know trying to bash and you'd be like that's not Mike mm-hmm. so I mean hey and I honestly have never never heard anything negative about you I've always heard that that you work and so I think I don't like people say I'm lazy though like it's a lot of stuff out there that say you know Mike Foster lazy he this and that but 
well, ten times out of ten, I'm the hardest working guy in the gym. Yeah, and I've 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 never heard anything negative. Um, and this is probably like a loaded question. How much of it do you think is because you you come from where you come from? You come from Milwaukee, and is there like a stereotype of inner city kids that there's a narrative that people create behind someone that grew up in uh, that's from like the inner city? It's a lot, bro. I mean, like I said, it is a narrative on me because who I am and where I came from. Uh, and I ain't follow the path, you know, people wanted me to follow. So it's like, why not, like, just kick him under the rug? I mean, you can go to camps. I haven't lost a camp, but, you know, against the top guys. Always, every time you match up, I win a game, better stats. I mean, it's really, I mean, it just, they, I don't, I really can't explain it because it's really just like, you know, I don't know. I really can't put in a uh, situation. Yep. It's just crazy, though. I feel like the G League is a, a catch-22. I feel like on one hand, it helps you because you're prepared for professional basketball. You learn the terminology. You're playing against grown men. But then I feel like in your case, the lack of exposure has has definitely worked against you because mm-hmm. you're not on TV. Like I remember last year when... Like Green, they, yeah. yeah, they played a game. It's like the first game was on TV. I remember, like, I think I was in California. It was on like ten o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and then I felt like this year I just didn't see a bunch of G League games, and and I, I mean, I saw some just because this is what I do, so I, I have to watch. But I feel like the lack of exposure is kind of like it's almost like you're in the states, but you might as well be in yeah. Europe somewhere because right. of the lack of exposure. Lack of exposure. So I feel like that has kind of hurt you a little bit. All right, before I ask Mike a few more questions, I wanted to talk to you about Shady Rays. And Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that gives you the features of $200 glasses, but they are just for a fraction of the price. That means you can get polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. And also, something you will not find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They'll send you a new pair even if you lose them, no matter what happens. So give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay absolutely nothing. It is simple as that. And also, 10 mils are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. And so exclusively for our listeners, if you head to ShadyRays.com and you use the code LOCKEDON, you'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Yes, that is correct. That's the code locked on for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses. And Shady Rays is backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Once again, shout out to each and every person that has made the Big Board podcast your first listen of the day. And for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. The Locked On Now podcast gives you nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from my local experts. It is free and it is available wherever you get your podcasts and it is also on YouTube. So going into like your workouts, your team workouts or individual workouts, what is your main motivation? Is it to prove people like, hey, y'all, y'all forgot about me? Uh, I want, yeah, it's probably that, yeah, <laughs> yes, for sure. I mean, showing that, like, trying to leave a stamp, you know, mm-hmm. let people know, like, uh, why he wasn't, you know, why he wasn't in a spotlight like he's supposed to be. Like, I feel like I'm going to shock a lot of people just because they so-called don't know who I am. 
But mm-hmm. to me, I feel like everybody know who I am and what I can do. But you know, you know I ain't on TV every night, so. I mean, it's to me, it, I really don't care because I know what I'm gonna do in the workouts mm-hmm. and and people the people in my class understand and they know like they they, they told me some people told me on my on my mouth they know I should be number one or two so I'm like I'm not really they know how you really, get yeah, down yeah they know how to get down in camps I've been going to everybody being that versatile guy all type of stuff so so tell me how the G League helped you like tell me about that overall experience I mean I like the experience it teach you how to be a pro the preparation uh, even off the court stuff uh, you know we done a lot of a lot of off the court like people don't know we still were doing like little classes we were learning mm-hmm. about uh real estate all like all type of stuff like that and then like on the court just like competition level like i said i i i'll try to find the best competition that's why i chose that g lead over mm-hmm. though what's the name i ain't really care about being on tv every night i wanted to play against the you know the people they say i can't play against you know the mm-hmm. stronger faster guys they want to see how i'm doing is that i'm not a shot blocker but i average like three blocks you know being the defender, to me, I was probably the best defender on the team. But you know, the coverage we had didn't allow me to show it. But in practice, mm-hmm. I'm sure. switching out on guards. You know, it's film and stuff like that. But you know, it was a good little snap. I mean, I'm not. You know, I, I'm glad I made that decision. I want. I want. You know, I want to yeah. What was your like aha moment in the G League? Because I imagine you know you're looking at these guys are they're they're older than you, five, seven years older than you. What was the game that you felt like, yeah, like uh, I belong. Was it the game against Ibaka? That, it, that's the game that stands to out that, to yeah, me. Yeah, it had to be that game because like, they were throwing like two to three people at me, and I was still like getting off, bumping them. You know, they had Harry Giles, a, a, a tough guy. You know, not sure. I stand it up to him. You know, did my thing, but that's right. just me, though. Yep. So let's get back to like your development. So obviously, you knew you were going to be a big. When did you start working on? Your, your wing and your ball handling and your guard skills. Or I mean, I've, I've been had that, to be honest. Like, even at the camps, it's, it's, it's a film of me, you know, taking people off the dribble, shooting a three a lot. I don't, I really don't give people say I can't shoot. Mm-hmm. But if you go to the camps, that's really mainly what I'm doing, fading away, you know, getting to the lane, shooting it, actually a lot of catch and shoot. I mean, it just, like I said, the narrative is, it's crazy, so. Like, when I, when I watch your film, I see a guy that does so many things well. And I think one of the things that is kind of hurting you in a sense is that they can't put you in a box, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, you, you look at the guys, you look at your bigs, vertical lob threat, rim protector, yeah. stretch four or three and D wing, mm-hmm. score, shooter, ball handler. So you do so many things well, right? Do you think, and it's, that's just my opinion, do you yeah. think that is kind of playing against you in a sense because they can't box you into a... Yes, and the crazy thing about that, I'm glad you brought it up, because during the G League, a couple guys tell me I have too much in my bag, and I'm like, I don't feel like how I have too much in my bag. But, you know, they say you got to minimize your game a lot, so that's mm-hmm. what I took out of, like, he probably saying I got to not take two dribbles, take one and do this and that, but it's like, I don't feel like you can have too much in your bag. Like, LeBron got a lot of stuff in his bag down, but like, oh, he do that too much, he do this and that, so why do him when it's me? But, you know, I'm not on, of course, I'm not on this level right now. But, you know, it's like. Uh, it makes sense, though, because if, even if you look at, like, guys in college basketball, it's almost better to be a shooter than a scorer mm-hmm. in today's NBA. Because it's like there's these guys that they're paying $40 million, and they want everybody to be a complimentary player. Mm-hmm. So 
I've seen it, and I'm pretty sure you've seen it just in pickup. There may be a guy in the NBA that has a role as a shooter, and there may be a guy that plays overseas, and he can't check the guy. So it's almost like everybody's being put into these boxes, and so they can't put you in a box because you do so so many things well. Let's talk about the shooting. I've seen like one of the knocks on you is that you shoot a lot of 15-foot jumpers, mm-hmm. mid-range jumpers. How do you feel about that? The game is the game. That's how I feel about it. You can't just say, I don't know. It just, I don't really don't know. The analytics behind it saying it's a, it's 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 not a as as efficient of a shot as I don't see and Chris Paul getting off right now. Uh, KD doing it. Demar Derozan getting 50s every every game doing it. Kobe did it. You know they're trying to push it out, but you know it's hard to push a shot out of a game. There ain't no running hook no more. I see about all I was doing is the running hook. Even if it's, if it's going in, it's, it's, it's going, right. If it's going in, it's going in. It's, it's going point in. on the board, ain't it? Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. And built bars are the perfect snack to take on your family vacations. You can throw them in your bags. You can put them in your kids' backpacks. But make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures. And the best part about built bars is that they are healthy and delicious. So there's no more sacrificing delicious food for health. And with built bar, you can actually have both. It is easy. All you have to do is go to built.com and order now. And all the built bars and the puffs are covered with 100% real chocolate. That means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Now, have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, I think you're gonna enjoy the puffs. They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. And who does not want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? And they're only 140 calories. So if that's not enough flavor for you, then you might wanna try the mix box, which comes with 12 different flavors of bars and puffs. Built Bar makes sure there is something for everyone. And you know what my favorite flavor is? It is the white chocolate cookies and cream. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Now if you compare that to a candy bar, which is usually around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So go to Built.com to get all your favorites, whether it's banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, so many more. There's so many delicious, delicious flavors that are coming out all the time. So check them out at built.com. If you go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off at built.com. Draft day, your name is called. Mm-hmm. What is that gonna mean to you? Uh, my, my journey have just now started. You know, this just preparation. The G League was preparation, test, you know, now the real exam finna come up. Now I gotta really, really lock in and really focus. I mean, plus it's like me and my team did it. Like we understand the goal. I mean, it's probably gonna be one of the best nights of my life. Gonna be the best night of my life getting, getting drafted. And I know my guys right here are gonna be excited for me. Of course, they're gonna be on the building and at the floor if I, you know, get invited to the green room, this and that. But you know, it's, it, gonna, it's gonna be a proud moment for sure. Has it hit you? Like for me, so. I've always, had, of course, when I was a kid, I had this dream of making it to the NBA. And then I realized, like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so I always wanted to be a scout. So, you know, for years I had, like, my website, tweeting, nobody's paying attention. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, like, getting to the point where yeah. I'm, like, I'm close. Like, I'm this close to, like, making it happen. Do you feel the same way? Like, like 
at least for you, you know there's a date, right? Yeah. I don't know the date where it's going to like. It's crazy you said that because actually last night I was talking to my guy right here mm -hmm. and then I had got geek like, bro, we, I'm really going to get drafted really in a couple of months. Yeah. And I just got him like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, we finna get drafted. Like, I'm finna get drafted. Like, come on now. Yeah, I mean, it's less than 1% of everybody that Man, has played basketball. That's crazy. So, but I mean, I feel like the way you're working, you probably haven't really had time to process it because mm -hmm. you're, you're so in the moment. So this is the last question. You get that first, that first check, the first NBA check. What's what's the first thing you gonna buy? Uh, I don't feel like I'm gonna buy nothing. I mean, smart with it. Yeah, probably so, invest before I buy. Uh, so you much smarter than me. Yeah. At at 19, if I would have got that check, at the time I definitely would have bought a. I'm 42. I would have had an Escalade on. Yeah. <laughs> I already got my little, got my little dream car. Got the dream car. Yeah, okay. So I really ain't gonna need none. Definitely ain't buying no house. Probably invested. Smart man. I mean, 19, right? Mm -hmm. Not too many 19 year olds are talking about investing. <laughs> Thank you, man. I yeah, appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank Shout out to Mike Foster and the people at ISC for making this happen. And thank you for making the NBA Big Board podcast a success. I plan on having a lot more draft prospects as guests. So keep on, keep on tuning in. And you never know who, who may be my next guest. But thank you again for, for making, again, the NBA Big Board podcast your first listen of the day. Now, check out the Locked On NBA podcast. They've been covering the NBA from the first jump ball, or covering the NBA playoffs, I should say, for the first jump ball of the play-in tournament. And they'll be there all the way to the last possession of the NBA Finals. And the Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis that are affecting all 30 teams. Once again, it's Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board. Check out the NBA Big Board newsletter, where I will have exclusive behind-the-scenes videos of Mike's workout with Penny Hardaway, Bonzi Wells, Rasheed Wallace. I even have some interviews with Rasheed and Penny coming soon. So just check it out. It will be up sometime this week. I'm like a one-man media team here, so I'm shooting videos, editing, vid editing videos, setting up my interviews, editing the interviews, doing the podcast, editing the podcast. It's a lot. So give me a day or two, but it will be on NBABigBoard.com. Once again, it's Rafael Barlow. Thank you so much. And I am out.